3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
4: Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Here comes the sun doo-doo. Here comes the sun, and I say it's all
0: right.
1: Darling, Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. I, by the way, I see what you're doing here, Dave, with uh, Here Comes the Sun, I get that. On an, an environmentalist. Yeah, I get that.
0: <laughs>
1: Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit KNSS Radio. You'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. <laughs> I, I liked it. you got to love the Beatles. So the federal government is no longer sure whether it's possible, after a hundred years of widespread usage, to safely operate a gas-powered stove. It's deadly serious, according to the Consumer Product Safety Commission, science suddenly says gas stoves are now the new cigarettes. Gas-burning stoves in kitchens across America are responsible for roughly 12.7% of childhood asthma cases nationwide on par with the childhood asthma rates associated with exposure to secondhand smoke, according to a study the Washington Post said in its Climate 202 newsletter. And the federal government's Consumer Product Safety Commission further announced a proceeding to examine what it calls the, quote, dangers of gas stoves. And one commissioner said an outright ban is a real possibility. So are liberal elites coming for our gas stoves? Well, joining us now is Ken Davis. He is a senior attorney at the Federalist Society, an attorney with decades of corporate management experience in the electric and gas power industry, and the former deputy attorney general for Virginia. Ken, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend.
5: Well, thank you, John. Good to be with you. Uh,
1: (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) I mean I I find it it's laughable that we have to sit here and have a conversation about the federal government banning gas stoves but if you look at these at the you know again trust the science something the left has been trying to get us to do for 2 years now this asthma study has triggered the latest uproar but it was funded by RMI which is an environmental group with the the radical goal of reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 50% within the next seven years. I mean, these are true climate radicals. Is this, this quote-unquote study even legitimate, Ken?
5: Um, not at all. It's uh, clearly just the latest bad example of narrative junk science and um, agenda-driven studies. You know, make up the conclusion, make up the problem. Think about the regulatory initiative. Uh, in this case, one part of the continuing relentless and intensifying war against fossil fuels of all kinds and in every application. Uh, think up the target, and then um, it will not be difficult to get some uh, grant-chasing Um, And leftist anyway, uh, white coat progressive, to gin up something that uh, then the rest of the hive buzzes about and says, supports the whole notion that there is a danger. I mean, look, uh, gas, uh, natural gas has been in the home since uh, the uh, 19th century for lighting, and heating, and then cooking, and um, when used uh, properly, uh, you know, the pipes don't leak, and uh, gas explosions don't occur from um, accidental buildup. I mean, when used as in the normal course of things, as they're designed uh, for, uh, there's no problem. There's no demonstrated health problem with um, the use of gas appliances. It it is, in fact, just a part of the overall assault on uh, fossil fuels and the uh, forced march toward universal electrification uh, where we will somehow live in a magical world Mm -hmm. where all things are powered and heated and lighted and cooled by electricity that is generated by clean, renewable sources that themselves have nothing to do with fossil fuels. Right. The whole model has nothing to do with reality. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, at some point they're going to come up with... energy that's generated by unicorn farts or something like that but i mean as i looked into this it was pretty obvious that the study was not based on any scientific research into the effects on the body of having a gas stove in the home during normal use i mean obviously if you put your gas stove on you put your head in the oven you're going to have some effect but it's based on on looking at previous studies in North America and Europe and then making extrapolations about the number of children living in the home with gas stoves and then coming up with a mathematical formula to get the results that the authors wanted. There was just no scientific data that backed up. They they clearly were, here's what the result we want, let's find numbers that give us the result that we want. And even if we accept that the data is sound, that is, that children living in homes with gas stoves were observed to have higher rates of asthma, it does not remove the other variables, right, Ken? it? Gas stoves simply could be more common in households that have other factors that make children more likely to suffer from asthma, right, Ken?
5: Absolutely. I mean, um, even, even in their own studies, they seldom claim uh, to have established a causal link and so you'll see terms like associated with or linked to, uh, which are just two things, two different things observed at the same time uh, with no, uh, no causal link between A and B of any necessary kind. I mean, look, this junk science problem goes back to the beginning of the uh, at least the beginning of the regulatory environmentalist uh, movement in the early 70s. And all these studies uh, include a couple of structural features that help drive the narrative, but really uh, gut any real scientific uh, legitimacy. I mean, one thing, they all assume that there is zero acceptable. Exposure to whatever the uh, chemical or uh, substance or thing that's being studied. They call it the single hit assumption where they they structure their studies assuming that if you're uh, uh, exposed to a single molecule of the substance they're studying, uh, that could be enough to... Um, Uh, Over time, uh, make you make you sick and kill you, which is which is nonsense. I mean, in the normal environments that we all successfully inhabit and work in and deal with. There are all kinds of uh, chemical substances that if we consume them in enormous quantities. Over a long period of time would be problematic. Sure, but in the normal course, there's no problem at all. So, but they turn around and one another part of the study, the structural problem, is they um, they take lab animals, mice typically small mammals with um, a very short lifespan, and they inject them with or expose them to enormous concentrations of the substance they're studying and not surprisingly the animals suffer (laughs) and so they put those two things together and um, they try to paint a picture where we're surrounded by clouds and pools and streams of um, supposedly toxic chemicals that um, constantly threaten our very existence and so they want us to turn to them. Of course. To protect us. Of course.
1: Well, and again, I, like you mentioned, I don't think this is really about gas stoves. It's about control. It's about pushing the Biden administration's war uh, against fossil fuels, which is what I think this really comes down to. Ken, I know you've got a book out. It's a, uh, kind of about this. It's Revolution, A Call to Turn Back the Lawless Left and Restore the Promise of America. It's available on Amazon, correct?
5: Yes, it is. Uh, if they just click in the word revolution and, and the, reference, <laughs> the references to the American Revolution and its principles uh, in our constitutional system of government that uh, was designed to be a check against the bureaucratic ex- excesses that we have to deal with. But um, revolution, the call to turn back the lawless left and restore the promise of America. You, you put in revolution and Kennerly Davis, K E W N E R L Y Davis, and it'll pop right up, and it contains what I hope are some useful uh, tips in everyday living for people to deal with their school boards and local council people and regulators and licensing boards effectively assert the rights, in fact, we have under our constitutional system and push back against this uh, lawless overreach.
1: Well, the Consumer Product Safety Commission effectively trying to ban gas stoves is a great example of the left trying to, uh, you know, exceed their authority and restoring the promise of America is a a concept I think we would all get behind. So, Ken, I appreciate you. Thank you for joining us this evening and carry on the fight, my friend.
5: Thank you, John. Glad to have the uh, time with you and your listeners and thank you for your program and all the good work that you do.
1: We'll take a quick break. When we return, Dr. John Lot from the Crime Prevention Research Center will explain why, for the second year in a row, the Centers for Disease Control has been caught ignoring science and letting liberal interest groups set its policies. You're listening to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this.
2: When the cards and flowers have stopped coming, most people around you return to their normal lives. But your grief continues, and you feel alone. Often, friends and family want to help you, but they don't know how. That's the reason for Grief Share. Grief Share is a support group that meets weekly. You'll find it to be a warm and caring environment and will come to see your group as an oasis on your long journey through grief. It meets Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock at Life Change Church on East Kellogg behind CarMax.
6: This is another Hartman Truth Minute on KNSS. Let's push back from the table of stupid. Really? Top secret classified documents in Biden's garage? Who are we kidding? Are we to think the Corvette provided security? Google says treason is the offense of attempting by overt acts to overthrow the government of the state to which the offender owes allegiance. Well, where does one start? What is fair game? Hunter's laptop, the constitutional duty for Biden to protect our borders, top-secret classified documents found in multiple Biden locations. While I am ranting, let's all thank the 18 backstabbing Republicans that voted for the $1.7 trillion waste of your money. The Republicans are up to bat. Let's see if they can or will swing the bat and hit the scandals head-on or talk to him to death for months and accomplish little to nothing. There are acres of illegal acts to graze in any direction. Republicans need to act now and fast. The act that comes to mind is impeachment for one and put the other in jail.
0: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
1: clock at four. Donchich.
2: The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word It's been an insane news week. A lot of hypocrisy on display. Such a big word. The president of the United States is under an investigation. Oh, man, what did Donald do this time? Joe, I don't know what day it is, Biden. Oh, that guy. Mishandling, top secret, classified documents. How could Joe Biden be this irresponsible? How did this happen? Remember, that's what he said about Donald Trump. Okay, yeah, that's a lot of hypocrisy on display. A lot of hypocrisy on display. Sean Hannity,
4: Afternoons at 2 on ninety-eight seven and thirteen. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.
2: God and God. Was
1: on. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. We little well little God and Guns. And I love you gotta love that. Gotta love Skinner. On Wichita's family. number one talk, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hardman and the Hardman Group of Companies, Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, you can always visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. That's the best way to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Well, for the second year in a row, the Centers for Disease Control has gotten caught ignoring the science. Imagine. (laughs) That never happens. (laughs) And letting liberal interest groups set its policies. As I'm sure you recall, in 2021, the American Pediatric Academy and the Children's Hospital Association tracked COVID-19 statistics in children. And the data showed no relationship between mask mandates and the rate at which children caught the disease. Yet the CDC still supported masking students after being pressured by the nation's largest teachers' union. Now comes word that the CDC is again allowing partisan politics to influence its policies. It just called me shocked. Joining us now to expose the CDC's latest breach of ethics is Dr. John Lott. He is an economist and a world-recognized expert on guns and crimes. During the Trump administration, he served as a senior ad- advisor for research, And statistics in the office of justice programs and then of the office of legal policy in the u.s department of justice dr lott thank you for joining us it's a pleasure to have you on the show sir well thanks for having me on so i mean this this can't be a shock to anybody but dr lott this time it's regarding guns and gun policy and apparently the gun control activists got the cdc to remove research taxpayer funded research by the way from its own website, that they felt harmed their efforts to pass new gun control laws. Is that right?
7: Right. Yeah, well, um, uh, the Biden administration uh, linked up uh, different gun control groups to talk to the head people at the CDC. And they were upset that the CDC on its website had information from a National Academy of Science Study showing that there were upwards of 3 million defensive gun uses uh, each year. And they demanded that uh, that information be taken down from the CDC website because, as you say, uh, they were upset that it was making it more difficult for them to pass the types of gun control laws that they wanted to have. The uh, guy from the Gun Violence Archive was very explicit about being upset about how difficult it was for them to get... uh, the types of gun control rules that they want to pass.
1: Yeah, but this study, again, paid for by taxpayers, it estimated that defensive gun use happens between 60,000 and almost 3 million times a year in the United States. And, I mean, basically these gun control groups don't like those numbers because they don't want Americans to know that people are using guns to defend themselves. But that's data. I mean, you don't get to... Just to delete the data just because you don't like the data. I mean, it doesn't work that way. Theoretically, it doesn't work that way, or at least it shouldn't.
7: Right. Look, uh, they'd already watered down uh, the material that was there in a way that was kind of biased against gun ownership. So there's, there's two different types of surveys that are out there. There is this survey from the National Crime Victimization Survey, uh, which shows that it, there's about 100,000 defensive gun uses a year. And then there are a range of other academic surveys that show something on average about two million defensive gun uses a year. The difference between the two surveys sets of surveys is pretty obvious and that is there's a different screening question. So in the uh, National Crime Victimization Survey, They ask you whether you've been a victim of violent crime before they go and then ask any other questions about uh, whether you were attacked by a criminal and and what happened and how you responded, whether you used a gun defensively. In the other surveys, they'll ask, have you been threatened with violence? And the reason that's important is that many people who maybe just brandish a gun uh, and stop a crime from ever occurring may not view themselves as having become victims of violent crime.
1: Yeah, because they prevented uh, and,
7: it. Exactly. Yeah. And so <clears throat> they're all all—they're not even already distinguishing the two types of uh, survey data. They just kind of lumped them together. And uh, <clears throat> um, anyway, it's uh, disappointing that the CDC shouldn't even be taking into consideration whether or not a particular fact makes it difficult for liberal special interest groups to go and push for the types of gun control that they want. It shouldn't be relevant. Those types of political decisions, those types of political debates shouldn't be relevant for whether or not certain information is included on their website or not.
1: No, exactly. That's exactly the point, is that's a political decision. It should be a scientific decision. After all, this is supposed to be a scientific entity we're talking to Dr. John Lott, president of the Crime Prevention Research Center. Dr. Lott, from 2020 to 2022, the CDC and the National Institute of Health each spent about $50 million on this kind of research. But because these groups don't like the, res- the, the results, the CDC just hides it. One of the issues that I have with this is set aside the fact that it skews the results, Taxpayers paid for this research. So it's not really their choice. I mean, theoretically, this is taxpayer funded research. We paid for it. We have a right then to see it. I mean, has the CDC explained why they chose? What's their reasoning for pulling this data? Have they been asked and have they answered that question?
7: uh, Well, I mean, you can read. I mean, this has come to light because of a Freedom of Information request that uh, had emails. So you can see in their emails, you can see the discussion. So initially, when the gun control groups uh, were demanding that this information be taken down from the CDC website, the CDC people said, look, we're just uh, reporting what the National Academy of Sciences said there. The gun control groups continued to push. And, you know, you have the CDC's head people own words there saying that um, you know, they appreciate the political concerns and whatever that they had, and so they were going to take it down. Um, they, you know, they really offered no defense other than just caving in to what the interest groups wanted there.
1: But what does that say about the efficacy of the organization? And for that matter, how well can we trust anything then that comes out of the CDC if? a political agenda can sway the data that they're putting forward. I mean, we're supposed to be able to trust them for reliable scientific data. How can we trust them if their scientific data is swayed by politics?
7: You can't. Right. Right. Well, unfortunately, it's not just the CDC and other organizations there. It includes things like the FBI. I was working in the Department of Justice up until January 2021. And it's pretty clear on issues like active shooting data and other things uh, that the FBI is also swayed by political type decisions uh, there on what to include or not include. Um, But, you know, the big problem that you have here is this hundred million dollars a year that they've been giving out for research. Uh, uh, there, There are two issues there. One is Democrats know what types of researchers support their views. Right. So they're not giving out this $100 million uh, a year to criminologists and economists to go and study crime issues. They give it out to public health people. And we did a survey a while ago of economists, criminologists, and public health people's views on gun control, Criminologists and economists are very skeptical of gun control, that it reduces crime. In fact, they think it can have the opposite effect. Public health people are much more sympathetic and supportive of gun control. So Democrats give the $100 million a year uh, to public health people uh, through the CDC uh, and through the National Institute of Health. But even beyond that, the fact that you see Uh, These organizations kind of giving in to politics in their decisions uh, makes it so that they shouldn't even be in charge of giving out that money even to public health people because they skew it even further there. They know what types of people will give them the types of results. You know, personally, I don't think the government should be funding uh, this research because they just can't keep politics – out of their decisions on on who to fund
1: right No, and ultimately unfortunately i think that's the conclusion that we have to come through here is that we can no longer trust that data because now that incestuous relationship between politics and data has has tainted what were the results unfortunately um, I, I appreciate, Doc, you, you, you joining us this evening and bringing us this information. If folks want to read more about this and other information, other studies, they can find your information in your uh, your website at crimeresearch.org, correct?
7: Yes, that's right, crimeresearch.org. Uh,
1: Dr. Lott, I appreciate you. Thank you again for joining us and carry on the fight, my friend.
7: Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on.
1: We'll take a quick break to pay a few bills, and when we return, we'll begin our new monthly conversations with the commissioner segment with County Commissioner Ryan Beatty. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be
0: back right after this. It's time for your garage door winter maintenance with Overhead Door Company of Wichita. The 26-point tune-up is just $89.95. That's one price for up to three garage doors and openers. Overhead Door Company of Wichita, trusted by homeowners just like you for over 20 years. Don't be fooled by others with a similar name. Always look for the genuine, the original red ribbon of Overhead Door Company of Wichita. Schedule online at OHDWichita.com or call 316-220-8877.
1: People who suffer from arthritis are getting real pain relief with exciting
2: biologic therapies at QC Kinetics.
0: The success rate is there, and there's no better way to treat yourself when it comes to dealing with pain. Meet Tyler Vale, co-founder of QC Kinetics, who says they can't cure arthritis, but they can treat the pain. If you think of the tide coming in and out on the beach and what it does, it erodes the sand, right? can't stop the tide, but eventually when the sand or the beach gets bad enough, we backfill that beach with sand so that we get generations of enjoyment with that beach again. And the same thing happens with your knee or your shoulder or your hip or your back. We want to backfill the problems that have happened to this point. I'm not stopping the tide, so I'm not stopping the arthritis, but I want to get generations of enjoyment out of those joints again. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Learn more about how restorative biologic therapies can get you real and lasting joint pain relief. Call
1: QC Kinetics, 316-285-9975. That's 316-285-9975. 316-285-9975. No weather issues if you're heading out for the evening. Mostly clear and 19 degrees with light winds. 44 on your Monday afternoon. A mostly sunny sky and a light southwest breeze. It'll be quiet Monday night, but by Tuesday afternoon, we could start to see a little rain developing. I'm
5: KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price.
8: News. I'm Kathleen Maloney. Police have found the gunman they believe killed 10 people and wounded 10 at a dance studio in Monterey Park, California. They say he fatally shot himself as police moved in on his white van.
9: Investigators conducted
3: a search of the vehicle and determined the male inside the van was the mass shooting suspect.
8: L.A. County Sheriff Robert Luna says the motive for the mass shooting is still unknown. Additional classified documents have been found at President Biden's Delaware home, and some date way back.
0: Here's how the president's personal lawyer described them. Quote, six items consisting of documents with classification markings and surrounding materials, some of which were from the president's service in the Senate, and some of which were from his tenure as vice president.
8: Fox's Lucas Tomlinson. America is listening to Fox News.
4: Live Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330
1: KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on Ninety-eight Seven and Thirteen Thirty KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. You can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. And if you ever miss an episode, well, shame on you. What are you doing? But go visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook and through social pages. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to get all of the latest updates on the show. Well, every week, as you know, regular listeners will know that while the legislature's in session, we bring you our Under the Dome legislative update from Topeka. So along those same lines, we've decided to add some local content as well. So once a month or so, we're going to start bringing you updates from both the Sedgwick County Commission and the Wichita City Council um, I, I, I just hope that we'll be able to get Mayor Brandon Whipple on the show. I think that would be that would be a real hoot. Um, I, I will, we'll extend that invitation, and I'm sure the mayor's office will get right back to us with a solid no. Uh, joining us this week is newly elected County Commissioner Ryan Beatty. Ryan, thank you for joining us, my friend, and, and welcome back to the show, brother. John, always good to be here. Uh, so, well, first off, it's the first time I've had you on the show since you took office. So, how's it going? What's life like drinking from the fire
9: hydrant, buddy? Yeah, well, it feels <laughs> that way. At some, uh, you know, the, the first two weeks have been really pretty good. Everyone at the county offices have been uh, really gracious and, and kind. and uh, yeah, It's a different pace than what I'm used to. I'm used to really going and making decisions. and
1: Yeah. yeah. It's government. Nothing
9: goes yeah. quickly yeah, in yeah, government. For better, for worse. That's that's the way. That's it's, true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it's been good so far. I'm really excited. we got a lot of things we're going to work on. And my colleagues uh, seem to be really engaged in some of the things that we've been discussing. So. Uh, so far, so good. You know, one of the issues
1: that came up during the campaign was the tone, was the civility. And and I think a lot of that may have been the source. I think it may have been just, I mean, let's be honest, I think a lot of it was Commissioner Cruz. Have you, she said a lot of bad things about the staff, a lot of bad things about just the environment in the building. Are you seeing that? Because every time I've had Jim Howell on and even Pete Meister, even David Dennis, they don't talk about the staff the same way. They don't reflect that attitude are you seeing it that way or have you seen it that's a different
9: the way she portrayed it? Yeah, well, as you know, I talked a lot about the relational health of this yeah, community yeah. And, and that those that are in leadership really need to to set the example to be living witnesses of what could be here. And and it's amazing what can happen with influence when you lead with civility. Uh, now, I'm not saying bend on principles. I'm not saying bend on the things that you stand for. But, but there's a way to contend for things that can actually deliver progress. Uh, and what I've seen so far and what, and what I imagine to be the case was Uh, everything but what what, uh, Lacey had talked about. And I I, I, truly, uh, many of the things she talked about was a misogynist culture and things of that sort. And and I look around at the leadership of Sedgwick County government and I see a lot of women, a lot of accomplished women, a lot of intelligent women that are doing incredible things for Sedgwick County. And uh, so, no, I haven't experienced that. Everyone I've been around has been... Uh, Team Sedgwick County and, and really positive and wanting to do some, some big things.
1: Well, it seemed to me she also took offense where offense wasn't meant in many cases. And the other thing that frustrated me, and I think others, was airing the dirty laundry. I mean, if you've got issues with somebody, then go deal with that person individually. You don't need to yeah. take it to the bench or yeah. take it to the press.
9: Well, that's, that's, that's a part of it. And what happens is when you attack people personally and you do it in social media, uh, they're not going to want to work with you. And, and right. that's what I've said all along is what the, the, the effect of that, John, was it put our district – District 4, put us on an island. Uh, And that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to run, because I really wanted to bring District 4 back to the table right? so we can contend for some major issues and major things and objectives that we need to get accomplished.
1: So when you ran, you had a slate of issues that you, this is the things that I want to focus on. Now you've been in there a few weeks. Are you finding that the issues you wanted to
9: run on are the high-priority issues, or are you finding that there are actually other issues that are more important or more pressing? Well, interestingly enough, you can't just focus, and John, from your experience, I think you know this, you, you can't focus on just one issue. No, that's you, you true. You don't get yeah. that luxury. But the things that I talked about in the campaign were well-researched. These weren't things that were political talking points. These were things that I saw were in need and and determined myself to focus on it, and it's proved out uh, just in a couple of weeks that, yeah, I was. these are the things that we do have to focus on uh, one of them being the stability of county government. Right. The, the goal of county government is to perform good government service. Now, what most people don't understand uh, is that county government and city government, municipal government, they're different. They're different beasts. They're different forms of government. The county is a political subdivision of the state. We have forty-five departments at Sedgwick County Government. City of Wichita, I think, has fifteen, sixteen. Right. Yeah. We, we have elected offices that are under the umbrella of county government. We have the DA. We've got. Uh, county uh, clerk, that, the, yeah, right, yep exactly. Yep, yep. The row offices, uh, uh, registered deeds, the treasurer. We have appointed positions like the county clerk and uh, and election uh, uh, commissioner. So,
1: which is a vacant. That's another
9: issue yeah, you've so got to deal with. This yeah. is something. So, what I what I want to contend for is the stability of county government, so we can perform good government services. And we've saw over the last three or four years that because of the instability of county government. We weren't able to perform good government service, EMS, county fire has been challenged, uh, the sheriff's office, the Sedgwick County Jail. Because of the instability in staffing, we, we were very inefficient in our capacity to perform good government service. You're, And we're
1: talking with County Commissioner Ryan Beatty. Um, I know one of the issues, right now you're working with the 2023 budget Which is good through like that's what July probably Uh, or September. uh, Correct.
9: Yes. Correct. Okay. So,
1: but then looking at 2024, I know you're facing a budget uh, shortfall. And you were telling me in the breaks we're leading up to this that it's a significant figure. It's yes. not like a few, you know, a couple hundred
9: bucks. It's a significant budget shortfall. Yeah, we're we're facing a nine million dollar budget shortfall. If you look structurally, we're looking at a four four and a half million dollar budget. And shortfall. that's the real number. But the the, the rest, the other five yeah. is one fluid. time one time expense. Okay. What we want to look at, and again, and and, and hopefully, what my previous. Uh, finance experience and running companies and having to be well versed in balance sheets and income statements and understanding of the structure. Now, government's different, and and I'll admit that, and I've learned that quickly. Uh, but but I, there's a difference between a, a structural uh, instability and a structural shortfall than what we see with some of these one-off expenses. And but the county is experiencing a structural budget deficit heading into 2024 it's about four million dollars john it's a and number. so
1: i mean i i, I could tell you i know how Lacey cruz would have voted yeah. uh, which would have been raised taxes yeah, raise taxes, yeah. Um, i don't imagine that uh, the, the republicans on the commission maybe david dennis he would probably vote to raise taxes but again i said the republicans um i i don't imagine jim howell is going to in fact i'm pretty sure he would not uh,
9: so what's the solution then going to be yeah well First of all, let's just establish an important premise is what 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 is best for our community? Uh, w- remember, we are on the backside of soaring inflation. We are going to see again, uh, I'm estimating we're going to see other uh, another significant increase in, in appraised values and, and a recession value, coming and a recession coming. So what can our community handle? Um, and this is why we are in the room as stewards over this budget. Our community cannot handle more tax increases. I agree. I, I'm glad to hear you say that. We yeah. can't handle it. Uh, we, we simply cannot handle that. So our job now is to get in the room and become practitioners of this budget. How do we deliver good government service while also holding the line with property taxes? We simply cannot do it. now this year is going to be a challenge so i would love to walk in and just start cutting taxes and i, I that'd be the grand plan right here's how we're going to start it's, yeah but but again that comes down to the having to deliver services yes. we, we cannot, many necessary that that particularly with county government because most of this is public safety so and this is the communication side that we're going to have to be really good at is really communicating to our to the constituents to this to this county of this is the importance of what it is that we do here um, so we can't raise taxes. It's not possible. It will stagnate further. It will hurt people economically if we do it. Well, at the same time, we've got to find the balance so that we can, so we can deliver good government service. So uh, I'm excited to get in the room. I'm actually, I'm probably, I might be the only guy that is really excited about getting into budget workshops really going through with a fine-tooth comb and really trying to find the efficiencies and what we can do. Do you think one of the solutions is going to be consolidating? Because that has come up yeah. before, but nobody's really had the appetite no. for it. And, and I think that when we begin to think about the next generation uh, and what government's going to look like for the next generation, we this always has to be in the back of our mind, is what does consolidation with the cities look like? It's not just flipping a switch or pulling the lever. This, is a, this would be an incredible lift. Uh, a very heavy lift. But we've got to think long term is, is you know, what does this look like? And what would be the most efficient thing for the taxpayer? Right. Not about who has power, or city or county is what's most efficient for our taxpayers, again, uh, for the return on the investment of their tax dollars for good government service. And uh, but that has to we have to consider these things. of where are we going in 10 years, 20 years, 50 years down the road?
1: Well, and a lot of people forget that when you're talking the county, it's not just consolidating with the city of Wichita. 20 cities right. in Central County. Right, thank you. Some people forget that. Oh, well, we'll consolidate with
9: City of Wichita. Well, what about Clearwater? What about Pratt? You're exactly uh, right. Has anyone Chini, ever uh, asked Mays or Park City about you. what do they think? Let right. me ask you another. Know, has anybody – we talk a lot of times about consolidating fire, but what I've noticed from the outside looking in is many times when we have these conversations, it's Sedgwick County having the conversation. Has anybody ever asked the City of Wichita, are they interested in right. consolidating fire? So, again, and some of that is because the lack of collaboration, the lack of conversation between the county and the city, I think, has been strained. And that's one of the things I really want to lead with is really getting at the table and having conversations with all of our City partners. I've already been to the May city council meeting, Park City council meeting. I'll be at Valley Center uh, here in two weeks. I go to their planning commission meetings in my district. I I, I want to have a voice and I want to be the steward over the county budget and the county relationship with these cities, so we can get in the room and and really be a support agent. That's my theory of effective county government. Uh, and and I hope to uh, I hope to execute that well.
1: Well, you, you're obviously off to a good start. I appreciate you, brother. If folks want to get in touch with you. Obviously, they can visit Ryan dot com. Is that the best way to get in
9: touch? It is Ryan Beatty uh, at Sedgwick gov is also the email address. Shoot me an email. Uh, I want to be able to lead with transparency. I want to communicate clearly with people. I want to be involved and engaged. So uh, I'll see your email. I'll get your response. I'll see your social media. I'll respond to you because that's what you, we should expect for people that represent us.
1: Well, brother, I appreciate you carry on the fight. Keep up the good work and Uh, I wish you all the best of luck. We're glad to have you there. It's a significant
9: upgrade. Trust me. Thank you, John. Bless you, bud.
1: Appreciate you, my friend. We'll take a quick break. Then I want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open. 316-869-1330. Give us a call. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk.
7: We found some documents in a box in a locked cabinet. Next year, Corvette. Yes, here we go.
3: He believes that classified documents and information should be taken seriously.
7: There were several classified documents in
4: that box. What were you thinking? Breaking news as it happens. Now we're
7: finding in two different locations. My Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. Classified information. We're going to see all this unfold. 98.7 and
4: 1330
6: KNSS. Stephen and Ted Mornings. On well, this date, January 12, 1915, the U.S. House of Representatives rejected a proposed constitutional amendment to give women nationwide the right to vote.
1: Yeah, ladies, you don't need to vote, Yeah, says Congress. It wasn't 1815, it was 1915. 1915. Yeah, my favorite
6: woman has uh, given us cookies today, so if you want a chocolate chip or Ted, feel free to dip in. Okay? Breakfast of champions, I'm ready. Chocolate chip cookies from St. Shelley.
4: Stephen Ted in the Morning on ninety-eight seven and 1330 KNSS.
0: These classified documents sitting in the
5: garage behind a Corvette. There's no Corvette exception to the espionage laws. Prior to an election, they kept it secret.
2: We will not comment. Congress must deal with the debt limit.
0: Fund this government. Playing chicken with the American
4: economy. News that happens next.
9: Consequences for the country are... Before... A major economic crash.
4: It's heard anywhere else... Will happen on 987 and
2: 1330 KNSS. Glenn Beck. American farmland is disappearing. Energy transitioned prematurely into forms globalists can completely lock down. Our finances are shifted towards a system that can shut off or take away our. Buying power at the whims of federal government or a global government. Is anybody considering saying China can't buy any more farmland in America or has to divest itself of our
9: farmland? The Glenn Beck Program. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills. You can't see it, taste it, or smell it. Suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap, and the dealer might not even know. Keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's the Dana show
3: like you guys are talking about expanding government control over business further. That is not a conservative position If you are pushing this you are not a conservative and I'm not saying that trying to be the bouncer of conservatism I'm telling you that because that does not add up You can't promote the expansion of government while masquerading as a conservative And I think it's a very clear indication of whether or not someone is limited government or not You may be a Republican, but don't call yourself a conservative
4: Dana Lash weekdays from 11 until 2 on 98 7 and
2: 1330 KNSS the Glenn Beck Program. If you're a new listener. Now accepting new listeners. You're going to hate me at first, and that's fine. It's, it's expected. Mornings from 9 until 11. In two weeks, you hate me even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in about a month, six weeks, you start to go numb inside. You won't regret it. And within two months. Because soon, you'll be dead inside. You're just dead inside, and you're like, whatever, I'll just listen. Well, it's like age. You don't die from it, but you never really get rid of it. The Glenn
4: Beck Program. Mornings from 9 until 11. on 98.7 and 1330
1: KNSS. Pro football, the Kansas City Chiefs are one win away from the Super Bowl. Your Wichita home for Chiefs radio coverage is 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Chiefs football on KNSS is brought to you by Accident Recovery Team, Baxter & Associates, Inc., Icon Collision Center, Drive Now,
6: Roto-Rooter Plumbing and Drain Service, Taco Bell, Twin Peaks, Wichita Federal Credit Union, Chicken and Pickle and Credit King Auto Sale.
4: Your phone call is welcome at 869 1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS.
1: Just gonna have to keep leaving this on, right, Dave? Okay, of course.
2: In the bar, I think the of your
1: Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Just to let you know the context of this song, folks, this is Dave Loves Chicago. This song is a song Dave and I play almost every show, sort of our song. We're like an old married couple, Dave. <laughs> Sounds like it, John. And since this is your last night, yeah. hat tip to you, brother. Gotta love it. Oh yeah. I, I much as I gave you a hard time earlier in the show, you know I will miss you.
6: Yes, thank you, John. You know I, miss I you love it. It's been it's been a loss. It's,
1: awesome, it's been a pleasure working with you. Yeah, see you're you here. You're a rock star. I love you. Thank you. We'll miss you in Tibet when you're in Tibet. <laughs> oh. I'll send you a care package. I won't be able to talk, so I guess <laughs> I can send you a postcard. <laughs> but you can still listen to the John Whitmer Show on KNSS.com. True. The podcast. How do you do that, John. <laughs> it's nicely done, wasn't it? Yeah. Segway right back
2: in Good there. Good segway.
1: That's like a professional. <laughs> and you can like and share the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter, at nice. John R. Whitmer. See how I did that? Beautiful. I've been at this going on five years and now. And you can tell. And it's, <laughs> like, it's like an old pair of shoes. <laughs> I've been told that before. I'm that, like an old pair uh, of uh, shoes. I can see that, too. Smelly and need to be thrown out. <laughs> 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 so... Speaking of someone who's smelly and needs to be thrown out, I I don't know if you've seen this one. This is a—I shared this tweet with you a while back. This is from uh, this this is a this is a legislator. I think it's either Great Britain or Canada, but she's at the podium in the well here, speaking to her colleagues, and she, she is extolling them. She well scolding them rather that if you eat meat. You are a racist and a bigot. The assumption that the
8: best protein comes from corpses is a racist belief. (laughs) How do you know the animal would have picked you to feed off their corpse? (laughs) 21st century animal eating requires our complicity in a new colonialism. (laughs) These events especially affect girls and young women. Yes. Your yes. hamburger comes with a dose of misogyny. Yes. popular culture is flooded with references to sexy cows, sexy pigs, sexy uh, chickens. Sexy cows and Sexy pigs fishes and chickens. who all just want to have fun. Hear, hear her Meat colleagues laughing. is also one of the ways gender-based structures of oppression are perpetuated. Meeting is Masculinity, oppression. a construct of the gender binary facing constant destabilization, feels always under threat. And eating animals is its protection racket. <laughs> White supremacists weapon, weaponized it, eating meat, eggs, and dairy, and the baiting of liberal men as so-called soy boys are all part of the
1: neo-Nazi <laughs>
8: messaging.
1: Even her colleagues are having to laugh at her. But this is this is how you have to laugh at this. It is, And this lady is dead serious. I mean, this is, she goes on like this for another three minutes talking about how meat eating is misogyny, and it's, a, it's an oppressive tool of the white supremacist. How did she get to that, uh, that, that opinion, I wonder? I, was, I, was, I don't think she bothers to explain it. She's oh, just okay. stating it as if it's fact. Right. How dare you ask, you white supremacist meat-eating fascist you? I'm getting hungry. I think I'm gonna have
6: a steak later, John.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, your your steak. I mean, I was thinking I might just go get some wings at Hooters or something. I mean, it's you know, it's just it's laughable. But this is part of the mindset of some on the left who are trying to make everything about ist racist, sexist, bigoted. I mean, it's it's just it's misogynist. It's laughable though, isn't it? Or am I? I mean. Come you know, it's on. everywhere now, yes you know, it does like you said it doesn't matter what it is you're doing something wrong, everyone's doing something wrong i, I when I saw this, i had to- sh- i mean i share i tweeted, I shared this out, and you know she gives this list of reasons why meat eating and fish eating and chicken eating is racist and sexist and bigoted and misogynistic and all this stuff. And initially they're showing the respect and decorum that you give your colleagues when you're on a legislative floor, but eventually even they had to laugh at her, right. openly laugh at her, Yes, which is rare because it is such a breach of decorum, but when you're making such an ass out of yourself, how do you not? Right. I, I... What, what can you eat? Does she ever get to that? Um, What's acceptable? Well, she doesn't really get into that. Oh, of course. Yeah, she's just scolding them for eating right. meat. No solution. Your cheeseburger is a symbol of white, supre- white supremacy. Oh. So, um, now what if you, you remove the cheese? And what about the cheese, for that matter? Right. So are you less <laughs> of a white supremacist if you have no cheese? Well, I think you add, it's making it worse, because cheese is a milk, but it's a dairy product. All right, so it's a more animal so product. You, right, it's a more animal Got product. It. Therefore, it's actually double white racism. Ooh, but what if you had it on wheat bread instead of white? It's a little healthier. It is healthier. Yeah, and, you know, and and if I had chicken, but I only ate the dark meat, oh, then maybe I'm not quite as racist. Without
2: with my, the bun, maybe you
6: just
1: had the chicken without the bun. There you go, and See? I only ate the dark meat, right? So then maybe I'm not quite as much of a racist. So there's ways to get around it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. A, maybe I'm not a pescatarian, so but I I don't know about the fish thing. But it's just this is the kind of stuff. Yeah, things that make you go huh, things mm. that make you you know scratch your head and wonder where are these leftists and and this is a woman, people voted for this lady right and sent her to represent them in a legislative body. That's amazing, yeah, crazy. <laughs> oh well, don't forget next week we're off, so you can watch the live. The KNSS will bring you live coverage of the Chiefs game, but we'll be back in two weeks. In the meantime, carry on, fellow deplorables. Dave. Thank you again for being on the show.
0: We've appreciated you. I love you, brother. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
1: clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet.
0: Music.
2: You set my world on fire. Yes, and even know 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 what
0: you know. podcasts. Whatever you love.